York Rangers start out the new year with the W at Florida. They win five to three, and this was in this was with Yaroslav Halak in net. And it always feels like you know if you can win with Halak in net, not, not that Halak is that horrible. And in fact, I thought he played pretty well in this game. You know, considering he had three goals, there was a lot of chances on both sides. You had to face a lot, and for you to win when Igor's not in net, it's nice. And for the Rangers to score five goals, like the Panthers are struggling. The Florida Panthers last year won the President's Trophy for most points in the league. And it's been a struggle. And, and there's a lot, look, there's a lot of season to go. We're not even halfway there. But the Panthers are in like a legitimate amount of trouble. Considering how uh, good the Eastern Conference is, it looks as if, and I've seen this, ch- look, like you don't want to get ahead of yourselves, but there's a decent chance right now that you get two teams, the both wildcard teams come out of the Metro. And the Rangers did a good job today. Really, that first line especially, which I've liked since it was created way back when, but really since it's been brought back recently, Kreider's advantage on Kako. It works well. It really works well. I thought Kako was excellent. A couple of really nice assists. Sabanaj added a couple of goals today. Like that, there's some things that I think you can kind of start to now and I know that they'll change unfortunately but like that's one thing keep that going keep that line intact definitely but I think that you can tweak some things elsewhere now defensively the pairs make total sense the ice time again like for me I wish that Truba would get less time and Schneider would get more it just ha- it hasn't been in the cards and I felt like in this game like like Harper Schneider has been pretty solid and Harper did take a, a bad penalty that did lead to a goal. You have to, you know, call that out. And, you know, Harper... But but I think he's been, he has been pretty steady and a lot better than Libor Hayek. I keep on saying I don't think Harper is, like, the, the long-term answer in terms of this season. But for now, it makes sense. And so you have stability defensive pair-wise. I, I could... I, I do wish the third pair maybe got a little bit more time. I, I feel like Jacob Truba plays more than he should, but... That could be a conversation for another day. As far as the forward lines, like I said, leave that Sabanaj alone. And the fourth line, I like the idea of having Goodrow and Goche on the fourth line. Sammy Blay, I just, I don't like what I see there. And again, Sammy Blay took a penalty today. And he just doesn't look good. And this is someone who looked, as bad as the Bujanovic Blay trade has been, in fairness to Blay, you can use the excuse about the Subban situation last year where Blay tore his ACL. That was a bad injury, and he just hasn't been, you know, it's not as if Sammy Blay had a crazy track record before that, but he did look pretty good as a Ranger before he went down. He really did. It, it's hard to think about that now. But anyway, Sammy Blay for me would be the healthy scratch. I, I'd lean Brodzinski. Because also what, what Brodzinski does, even though I like Goodrow on the fourth line, by putting Brodzinski in on the fourth line, it does allow you to have him as a center option and you could move Goodrow around. It, it, there's a little bit more flexibility in doing that. So that'd be my preference. I'm not going to you know, make a big deal about that, but for me, Sammy Blake should be the healthy scratch. And Julian Gauthier should definitely not be. Gauthier, again, drew another penalty. Like in the And look, he was minus one today. But I, I just think that he deserves to be in there. Here, here's really the crux of it. I, I think 
like that. So, so the first and fourth line, I think like it's manageable and there's not that many tweaks that need to be made. It's kind of the second and third. And like, that's where that heat of line wasn't very good today. And, and Lafreniere came back in and he was all right. And it was a nice gesture. Uh, ben Harper gave uh, Lafreniere the hat. And that was a nice gesture. But look, that line didn't do a lot. That was Heedle centering Lafreniere and VZ. I'm, I still want to... I don't know if Trocek Panarin is the right way to go about it. I, I still think that I want to give Panarin with Heedle more of a chance. And maybe go back to Trocek VZ. I'm trying to think of what the right combination would be. And it's tough to say. Because... Kreider, Trocek, VZ work, but at this point, I kind of want to leave Kreider as a manager at Kako alone. So it, so now, I don't know. Like, who do you put with Tro, with Trocek and VZ? If you're gonna have, like, would it be Kraftsov or Lafreniere? Maybe you, maybe you try Kraftsov. Yeah, that 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 could be an interesting combination. Maybe what you do, and and look, I'm fine with putting trying Lafreniere on the right wing. So you know. P- Maybe maybe try Panarin, although defensively, ugh. defensively it's rough. But even but with Kratzov, it's rough too. Here's what I'm saying: I don't mind. They'll never do this, but maybe you try Panarin, Heedle, and and Lafreniere, and then Kratzov. You know what happens in that situation? Goodrow would move up. Which, yeah, I don't know. Either way, long story short, not to get into it in full detail, but. What do you do on the second and third line? I, I think that needs to be switched. I think that needs to be switched. Whether that, look, and that that may not mean switching Heedle and Trocek and having Heedle play with Panarin. It, it may not mean that, but it might mean, I guess, logically Goodrow factoring in there somewhere. Because they don't trust, Go- they do not really trust Gauthier. And I kind of understand why. Like, they're not going to put Gauthier in one of those spots. So you're kind of limited option-wise. So don't be stunned if you do see Goodrow move off the fourth line, which would then put Brodzinski back in, and then I think it should move Blade to healthy scratch. Anyway, that, that's my that's my spiel on that. But as far as 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 far as this game goes, the Rangers got off to a really good start. I I felt like the start was good, and you know, the Panthers got into the game more as the game progressed. But the Rangers start pretty good one for a good first period for the Rangers, and they take the lead. There was a power play opportunity as Aristotle hooks Sammy Blay. So give Blay credit for that. Blay does draw penalties from time to time. I have to say, Eric Stahl, former Ranger, more so Mark Stahl, former Ranger, on this Panther team. Mark Stahl and Eric Stahl back again as teammates. A short-lived time with the Rangers in the twenty at the end of the 2016 season, which did not go well as the Rangers got crushed against the Penguins in round one. Anyway, the Rangers don't score in the power play. And don't let the 2-for-4 mislead you. The Rangers end up 2-for-4 in the power play, but one of the goals, which we'll talk about really soon, was... Literally right, it was a situation where it was right as the penalty expired, the Rangers went on a power play. So the Ranger penalty ended, it was not It was not a power play goal. And the other one they scored was really on a rush play. It wasn't in the setup. It wasn't with that zone time. So again, I, I still have questions about the power play, but, you know, the, the stats look good. So the Rangers don't score in that first power play. 
Then you have a Trocheck roughing penalty at 1236, the former Panther Vinny Trocheck in Florida. Ruffs Anton Lundell. And then you have a Sam Bennett goalie interference penalty. This is where eventually Trocheck penalty ends and Zabanajad is in all alone. Zabanajad, you know, basically fans on it and it goes through Bobrovsky. Sergey Bobrovsky, like that to me, I mean, I'd have to look at it, but it does not seem like that's worked out at all. Bobrovsky with the Panthers. That was a big contract, and ultimately, it doesn't seem like, I mean, obviously, he must have done pretty well last year, although that was a very high-scoring team. Anyway, Zibanejad fans on it, but still scores. His 17th of the season from Panarin and Fox at 14:36 gives the Rangers a 1-0 lead. So the Rangers would keep that lead going into the second. And in the second, Eric Stoll trips Goche at 3:38. However, the power play does not score. Then, at 7:23, Sammy Blay elbows Mahora, but the Rangers penalty kill does a good job, kills it off. And then the Rangers score. A really nice play by Braden Schneider in the defensive zone to, to, to begin this play. And, you know, like Schneider, plus minus isn't everything and can be misleading. I believe Braden Schneider is like at least plus 10, which is pretty good stuff. And I know that he's obviously getting more favorable matchups as opposed to the other guys, but still. It ends up with a Zibanejad goal. Zibanejad's second goal of the night, 18th of the season, and a really nice pass by Kako from behind the net. Really nice pass. It's Zibanejad from Kako and Schneider at 10.30. Gives the Rangers a 2-0 lead. Then Artemi Panarin takes a cross-checking penalty. And, and I... Luckily, Panarin ends up scoring in this game, but it's like, Panarin, he just... He, he bothers me. He really does. And Panarin takes a penalty. Rangers kill it off, but... Very soon thereafter, Nick Cousins scores. Maybe not the best goal by Halak, a good opportunity, but kind of went through him. But Cousins scores his fourth from Stahl and Mahura. So, Eric Stahl, that is, on the assist. So, actually, it ends up being a multi-point game for Eric Stahl. But the Panthers cut it to 2-1. Then, the Rangers get that two-lead, the two-goal lead back as it's Kreider scoring his 17th goal of the season from Kako and Fox. So make the two assists for Fox and Kako. And a nice pass by Kako as well. Kako really, like on the Zibanejad and Crowder goals in the second period, was a big part of it. Really was. And, and it's good. This is what happens. You play him with good players like Zibanejad and Crowder, and he's going to flourish. It's hard. But when you're not getting the ice time and you're, you know, lower down, it's it's not going to be easy. So for Kako to this point in the year, it's been, it's been mostly encouraging. Whereas Lafreniere... It has not been for Kako. It's been good. And so for the Rangers, it's it's a 3-1 lead. But it's a penalty for Ben Harper, as I alluded to earlier. He boards Eric Stahl, and Sam Bennett scores. A power play goal is eighth goal of the season from Verhage and Forsling. And the Rangers are up one heading into the third period. In the third, the Rangers get a power play as Verhage high six Truba at 116. And it's a really nice play. I think Trocek... Trojan makes a nice defensive play here, and it leads to a situation where Kreider is waiting for Trocha to go down. Really nice pass by Kreider, who isn't the best pet, who is not the best passer. Nice little sauce over the over the defense, right onto the uh, tape of Trocek's stick, and he buries it. Really big goal to give that Rangers four to lead. However, it's kind of seesaw where the Rangers have the quick two goal lead. And it goes back to one, and that happened again. Eric Stahl 
scores his fourth of the season unassisted at 243. So these were pretty short-lived two-goal leads for the Rangers, but they stuck with it, and eventually they get another two-goal lead and keep it. And it was Artemi Panarin who scores his 10th of the season from Trocek and Harper. And Panarin shot the puck and it went off of a, I believe it was a shot. You know, actually, no, I think it was a pass. It was either a shot or a pass that goes back to Panarin off the Panther defender. And then Panarin does the right thing. He shoots it right away. And it fools Bobrovsky. Not a great goal by Bobrovsky. But I want to see Panarin, and he's been better with this lately, more in a shooting mode. And he scores. So the goals are starting to come for Panarin. It's his 10th from Trocek and Harper. And the Rangers take a 5-3 lead. And, you know, Halak does a nice job. And the Rangers win the game 5-3. Good win. And so now the Rangers head home to take on the scorching, scorching hot Carolina Hurricanes. This is going to be a very interesting game. Carolina's on an 11-game winning streak. I believe they've had points in 17 straight games. And look, this is the first matchup since the Hurricane-Ranger playoff series. I, I felt that extra intensity in that Ranger-Penguin game recently. Like, you could feel it. Now, that one was in Pittsburgh. This will be at the Garden. Either way, like, this will be exciting and a really good test. I mean, Carolina, I, I have so much respect for that team. It was very, it was a proud moment for the Rangers to beat them last year in seven in Carolina. It was a proud moment. And so now we'll see if it's Kochekov in net for the Hurricanes. He's been really good. Antti Ranta was in net today against the Devils and didn't really perform all that well. So I don't I don't think it'll be him. Max Petcheretti is on the mend. It's possible that he makes his Carolina debut. We don't really know. But a lot of storylines heading in this game. And this will be an interesting one. Now, the Rangers have shown some streak-busting ability, as we saw, you know, I guess, what is it now? I guess less than a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, where they beat the Devils and ended their road win streak, and the Maple Leafs with the whole Mitch Marner point streak, and Toronto was was doing really well. So we've seen them, like, we've seen them rise to the occasion. But this will be a good test. It was a pretty good Florida trip. You get three points at Tampa and Florida. I can't complain with that. That works pretty well. But now they'll they'll head home to take on the Carolina Hurricanes for a, it's just a one game home situation because then they'll head on the road to face Montreal and they'll come back in the tri-state area to go to New Jersey. But this will be the one MSG game in a little bit and we'll see what happens. First game at the Garden in 2023. Hopefully it's a similar results what we saw against the Florida Panthers. But I'm excited for that one. But again here Rangers. Do a good job. They they win at 5-3. And like I said, we will now see what happens as they take on the really, really, really hot Carolina Hurricanes.